Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Half Hour of Power. I am Joe. Jesse is here. This is Jesse. Hey, Jesse, did you have a good week? I had a great week. I uh, found out there was a uh, vampire uh, living in our uh, neighborhood, and, uh, well, I took care of it. I took care of it. I moved. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, that's all you can do in these late phases, right? That's right. That's right. That's I don't think vampire um, uh, so- front on my ass for killing a vampire. <laughs> that's right you don't <laughs> uh so uh you found this movie right i've never heard of this. uh yeah but it, it it was a weird weird find um kino lorber was having a uh, march madness sale and i was just going through what they were having on sale because it was a really good sale most of the movies were five bucks a piece uh and i found this one and i thought that just sounds super fascinating so uh five mm-hmm. bucks so i bought it <laughs> Nice. All right. Yeah. So, uh, we are talking about Curse of the Undead. Curse of the Undead. This is uh, released in 1959. It is a universal horror movie. Isn't that wonderful? It is. <laughs> it is a Western vampire movie. Right. And as far as I can tell, as far as I could find, it is the first Western vampire movie. Uh, could you find anything different? I could not. Um, in fact, the IMDb trivia page, that's one of the trivia tidbits, is that uh, Curse of the Undead is the first movie that mixes vampires and Westerns. It's like, oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Um. I think they did a good job on it just to get that out of the way because I know a lot of times uh, a lot of times for some reason it seems to me when they try to mix westerns with stuff they don't do it very well. They don't. They don't. Uh, the mix is somehow uh, it's like doing horror and comedy. Sometimes they just fall flat on their face uh, and without any kind of genre mix it's like okay it doesn't seem to be balanced right. Yeah. So, uh, and this one has a great balance. Everything seems to fit kind of a uh, a a nice little uh, package. You know what I mean? I totally, uh, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, So, uh, Curse of the Undead. um, We had a little bit of a uh, wondering if it would be on Rotten Tomatoes, and guess what? It's on. It is. Huh. Yeah, so what do you think the critic score is for this picture? I'm going to say zero. That's right, it's zero because there are no critics uh, consensus in this movie. Yes. So it is zero because there's nothing there. So, okay, so there is audience ratings. That's good. What do you think the audience? Uh... You know, I used to be think that this would be a high number, but I'm going to go low. I'm going to say 38. 38? Yeah. Um, 50. 50%. That's not bad. I, I, you know. Oh. I just don't trust the people like I used to. <laughs> I don't trust them. I, I, I totally understand. I don't get it either. Uh, but, you know, there are some critics' reviews posted. You know, they just don't have any of those ratings. Yeah. Um, so this one guy gives this and he reviewed this, uh, March of last 
uh, March of 2019, rather. He calls this a gimmicky B Western that soon wears thin, but but he gives it a B minus. So doesn't sound like it's a B minus to him. I don't understand that. I mean, if it's a gimmicky, what's it, what's gimmicky about it? Number one, just because there's a vampire in it, and uh, what makes it wear thin? I mean, I, I, I don't know. He's reviewing it from you know this this day and age, so you know. I, I, <laughs> I didn't get a I didn't get a chance to look this up because I just kind of was stumbling on this. Uh, what what do the critics say about this when it came out? I mean, that's really the. Because if this really is the first vampire Western movie, then it would be interesting. And I, I guess I'll look it up. I'll try to look it up here mm-hmm. during the show and see what I can find. Uh, because even the, the Wikipedia page, you know, they some sometimes will give uh, links to critics reviews. They have the critics review from Rotten Tomatoes on here. That that fellow who uh, calls it a gimmicky be Western. That's on here. And then the, another guy who's already on there. Okay. So there's not much, there's not much there from Wikipedia, but but of course we know. So what's your the one you look at the website you look at? Is there anything on that? Uh, let me take a look here. Uh, that would be Letterboxed. Uh, Letterbox, yeah. So which I totally forgot to check before the start of the show, but you could do yeah. that. Uh, okay. While you're checking that out, the plot of this movie for nobody, for other people who haven't heard of it is uh and, and I, I don't know why they say this but they say it's a b, b grade western with a twist a mysterious gunslinger for hire drake roby is really a vampire and it's up to preacher dan to save the town and his girlfriend dolores carter love it uh let's see here uh reviews this other uh just normal folk reviews. Uh, none of them are. Uh, that's what we like. Only one, what I would call positive review. So that's a. That's a weird one. Wow. But yeah. I, well, two. I, I found a couple. So uh, I. I'm gonna tell you this right now. I'm a. I I do the letterboxed and I do the you know, I put up our uh, shows on it on when we. Oh, we've lost him. So he puts our show up on Letterbox. I can't hear. I, Jesse. I'm here. My thing popped out. Okay, he's back. Back. Okay. So, so you put our show up on Letterbox. It's under my name, uh, but I, I always uh, post our reviews on there. Okay. So, uh, if, if you ever, you know, if you're on Letterbox, that's where I post our reviews at for our the shows and stuff like that. So. Okay. Yeah. Just so, another um, form for you to get there. <laughs> there yeah. Um, Preacher Dan is played by Eric Fleming, and uh, Western fans might remember him from a little uh, obscure television show called Rawhide. Rawhide. He, <laughs> yeah, so he, uh, he played uh, Gil Favor mm-hmm. on uh, Rawhide. Um, is that the second lead? And I didn't know this about him. Is that the What's second that? lead? Is he the second lead? I mean, he was the foreman. I mean, he was the head. Oh, okay. Guy. 
I mean, like I know Clint Eastwood was the, the the big star from that show. So, yeah, but he wasn't a big star when the show was running, was he? I mean, he really didn't break out until after all. Sorry, right? I. I it, but yeah, I mean that that was. I watched that show quite a bit with my dad. I enjoyed that show. I thought it was a good show. Uh, when I was watching the show uh, at the time, I didn't know who Clint Eastwood was. Of course, you're a kid watching a show with your dad. You don't really know. I didn't yeah. know that. Um, so, but yeah, I'm sure you could watch Rawhide somewhere. You can check it out. See Clint Eastwood when he was a baby. Uh, see uh, Eric Fleming there. But that's probably what Eric Fleming is best best known for. I would say Rawhide. That's right? definitely true. That's even how he's listed on the uh, box for uh, yeah. yeah Rawhide. But he wasn't around much too long after that, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, he uh, he died uh, at the age of forty-one. Forty-one. Uh, yeah. So in uh, nineteen sixty-six, he passed away. Rawhide ran. Uh, nineteen here is listed nineteen fifty-nine to nineteen sixty-six. So I mean, it ran quite a quite a way. So I wonder mm-hmm. if it sixty-five. I wonder if. I, and I don't know this. I haven't looked this up. We'll probably do it at some point. Uh, maybe it stopped running because he died. Maybe. Uh, unless Clint Eastwood uh, was becoming a big star. And like, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, there's over 200 episodes of uh, Raw High just kind of looking at it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it ran quite a few seasons. But, anyway, back to the uh, show. This has got. Um, a uh, pretty good uh, Western cast, I think. You got uh, Michael Pate, who uh, plays the vampire. He did a lot of uh, Westerns and stuff like that mm-hmm. from back then. What did you think about his performance? Oh, I loved, uh, he was great. Uh, Michael uh, Pate, right? Uh, you yeah. just said it, but I... I <laughs> My brain is not working today. Uh, yeah. But yes, Michael Pate was, he's very, very menacing. But he knows, that, you know, there's those things he has to turn on charm. And just like that, he can turn on the charm too. Yes, he's, he's got that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was also in the Howling 3. So, yeah, no stranger to horror also. Since he played a vampire, he gets yeah. to be with werewolves. But yeah, I did a lot yeah. of TV work, did a lot of that stuff. Um I mean, he was in the Wild Wild West, Death Valley days. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Boone, he's actually in um, Batman 66, a couple of episodes of that. So, I mean, quite a lot oh. of stuff, quite a long uh, career. Um, so what uh, one of the main things I thought was, I mean, you got a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, politics there yeah. going on uh, at the opening of the movie. You have uh, two ranches fighting each other. Um, over uh, land, over water, over right. boundaries. Um, now, I only watched one episode of this, but it uh, it's like that show Yellowstone. Yeah. I only watched the opening episode. I couldn't get into it. Um, I know uh, it's fairly popular. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like it. I, it. I got lost in that on that. It was lost on me. But it's just a lot of stuff like that about that type of stuff. So um, we, it's kind of it's got kind of complicated uh, politics there uh-huh. in the opening. Yeah. What do you say? Or no? 
Or is that a pretty simple Western yeah. movie trope? Uh, it's 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 got a pretty simple uh, Western story because of the story of a. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, the land grabbing, the land baron grabbing is a very basic. Uh, uh, yes. They, yes. Once upon a time in uh, the West has that same kind of plot line. Okay. It seemed to uh, go pretty well, and that seemed to fit in very well because uh, when we meet, we finally meet uh, Michael Pate. Uh, he is there to help. It just seemed to play right into what he's doing. He's a gunslinger. He's running around. He's a gun for hire. He's a. He's a. It's not. I don't know. He's he wasn't no, a bounty hunter. Well, no, he's just kind he's of just a. Just a gun for hire. Just kind of a, mm-hmm. a hired thug, right? Uh, so what I thought was pretty cool was he would go in and uh, there would be he'd be in a gunfight and they would outdraw him and they would shoot him. But he's a vampire, so the right. bullets aren't going to kill him. Which I thought that was pretty cool. I'm I'm not sure that that was. Well, uh, I haven't seen that very much right. in Vampire. I mean, they never suggested he he had the had supernatural speed in any way. Uh, yeah, it was it was just he was using that to his advantage so that. Uh, I, I think his problem was uh, kind of like he knew that nobody could beat him, so why should he outdraw him? Yeah. And it kind exactly. of made him lazy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, so uh, what happens is the. Uh, the town doctor owns the ranch and that uh, mm-hmm. he gets killed uh, by mm-hmm. Michael Pate. <laughs> so, so I guess you could say he sets these events yeah. in motion. Uh, the son uh, gets to be, uh, he's already been roughed up by the rival ranch and the rival ranch. Uh, his name, uh, I thought it was kind of funny. I mean, I don't know what it sounded like in 1959. But yeah. His name is Buffer. Yeah. Um, and all through the movie, they keep saying buffer. They keep mm-hmm. saying buffer. Okay. So um, I kept thinking about the uh, dwarf from one of the dwarf from uh, The Hobbit. Who's yeah. Buffer. Well, I kept saying. <laughs> it's like, what an odd name for that. I mean, I, I don't know uh, why they picked that, but it just was I, an I odd I thought that they kept calling him Buffer. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, his his name is Buffer, um, played by uh, you know, Bruce Gordon. Uh, it's got a good cast. The rest of the cast is good, just just like everybody else. They do what they're supposed to do. Good time. Okay, we lost Jesse again. Uh, I don't hear him anymore right now. So uh, yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so the doctor's son, he gets uh, roughed up a little bit by Buffer and his boys, and he's uh, understandably upset about that, and he was upset because Buffer has dammed up the uh, stream, the river that goes through. So now they can't get any water for their cattle. So the Also, the other thing that's happening is the town is seeing a bit of a, they don't know what it is, a strange sickness is going through the town and it's only affecting young girls. Uh, they would appear to be getting better. And when we, in the opening of the movie, there's a girl that's appearing to get better. And just like that, she just turns on a dime and dies. Well, we find out a little bit later on that 
that is Michael Pate, the vampire, and his name is Drake Roby. So he is running around causing this to happen. Um, it's it's cool because and there they do show the uh, vampire bites on the neck. I mean, it's a pretty uh, pretty cool thing. Unfortunately, I don't think he ends up in the uh, Universal Classic movie uh, horror monsters. <laughs> He doesn't end up in that. Uh, so, yeah, you have all of this this nice mix of stuff happening, and you have – this seemed like a lot of a contentious relationship a lot. So Eric Fleming is playing Preacher Dan. Um, he is apparently courting the doctor's daughter, um, but she really talks badly to him a lot of the time. <laughs> And uh, they have a, a lot of uh, going back and forth where uh, I was wondering if they really were getting married uh, just because of the way she would treat him at some point. Uh, so uh, is, uh, that, am I back? Back? is that him? You back? Okay. Yeah, I hear you now. So, yeah, so just going over a bit of the plot. I, I, can I don't know if you can hear what I was saying. I just couldn't. We're gone. But, yeah, so. All right, so let's get down to uh, – uh, okay, so everything is set up. So the vampire goes and introduces himself to the doctor's daughter as a hired hand to take out Buffer because right. the law won't do it. Because they right. can't. They don't have any proof or anything. Uh, now, what it, what it is, is they murdered. They think that Buffer killed the doctor. And then uh, <laughs> the son, what the yeah. heck was the son's name? The son. Tim Carter. So Tim Carter goes to the saloon and forces a gunfight with Buffer, and of course he gets killed because he's he's drunk and he's a a bit of a hothead. And he's just he's a just little. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and he, and he actually he's a little man. He's a little guy. I kept thinking about Bruce McCullough. Can you love <laughs> a man with little hands? Yeah. I'm so little, but uh, yeah. So he gets himself killed. So everything is right for uh, the vampire to come in and uh, mm -hmm. do his thing. Um, well, uh, my favorite, well, my favorite part of this or? movie is that uh, Tim, who is a uh, a man, he's uh, like in his twenties. He is. Uh, he asked the uh, he bartender a for a uh, bottle of uh, whiskey, and uh, the bartender says, "That's a man-sized <laughs> bottle." <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, he does say that, and Tim like smashes right. the bottle on the bar and right. smashes a glass with his pistol. It's almost like he wanted to reach out and pistol whip the bartender. And I think people are always abusing that bartender because I think the bartender yeah. makes a comment to the sheriff about that. And the sheriff kind of laughs it off and says, well, well, you're a bartender. What do you expect? Kind of like, you're there yeah. to listen to this and be abused. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of that stuff uh, going on. Um, so, yeah, like we said before, he, uh, the uh, Drake Roby, he he yeah buffer yeah. gets killed buffer kills him rather i'm sorry so he kills him so there you go so uh one of the things i found interesting let's jump ahead to where uh the vampire gets exposed so preacher dan does this and uh you want to say how he does it 
Oh, we can't hear you. You're gone again. So I guess uh, Jesse doesn't want to be on this show. I can't hear him. At all. Can you hear me now? Um, <laughs> he keeps breaking something. I can hear you now. So whatever you're doing, uh, you must need to remain. Well, uh, Anchor kicked still. me out. So uh, I have to keep. I got to keep my phone on. And once if my phone goes uh, like into sleep mode, it turns it off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Uh, but all he right, uh, gets a box full of all the, uh, I guess what you say would be the uh, information, the wills and the uh, land, uh, paperwork and all that. Uh, and the box was given to him by the previous owner, who was a uh, kind of like a Mexican land baron. And he drops the box and he finds a diary in a secret compartment in the box and that's how we find out the tale of uh, our, our villain the vampire and how he became a vampire which I thought was one of the most interesting ways uh, which is actually part of folklore of how to become a vampire uh, he commits suicide <laughs> yep yep he commits suicide that's that's in the folklore and you don't ever see that I don't I think this is the only vampire movie I've yeah. ever seen. Where I, I, I think so too. I and I, we, we watched a lot of vampire movies, and uh, this was the first for me. Uh, I mean, he kills himself because he gets sent out of country by his father, and he has to leave his wife behind, and his wife grows lonely. Because back in those days, if you went somewhere, you were gone for months. And so when he comes back, his brother yeah, is actually home. having sex with his wife. So he kills his brother, commits suicide, comes back as a vampire, and comes back and finishes finishes her off. Yep. And then I guess they lose the land. They well, sell the, the father, land uh, can't take it anymore. since he believes his son is a, a vampire, goes down and tries to. He does the other folklore oh, thing that the one ever yeah. does is that he believes that if he shoves a dagger through his son's heart. And all the way through the coffin, he won't be able to get up because the silver dagger will hold him down. And that's another folklore. That's in folklore. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. But the, well, knife, that'd be a the knife he had didn't work. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that that's in folklore. That is what the stake is for. It, it is right. to pin you down so you can't get up. It's it doesn't really make you disintegrate in in the folklore, but I mean that's one of the cool things about vampire folklore is that there's so much of it from all over the world. You can yeah. pick and choose what you want to use for your movie or your story and go at it from there. So they pick some of these things that and there there have been a lot of vampire movies by 1959, but uh, coming up to now, there's like a whole whole bunch, and they rarely pick. Those right, it's very weird. Uh, even today, very unusual that they don't. Uh, because I mean, it's it's interesting. I've always liked the idea of the pin down. Because uh, that's also why yeah. they put crosses on top of coffins. So that would also. Yeah, and then also, yeah, also uh, being buried right. at a uh, crossroads. Right. Uh, yeah. That, that's why the title of the movie works so well, Curse of the Undead, because that's why he's he's undead. It's because he was cursed. Yes. 
Uh, and the and the other bit we didn't talk about is uh, this is also in vampire folklore. Right. Um, he can walk on he, the he's weakened. He's weak and he can't do much. He even tells her um, after uh, she goes and makes it after Preacher Dan pleads with right. her not to have him kill Buffer because he that's against everything he is. I mean, he's a he's a good preacher. He's a good good town preacher. I mean, he would be yeah. any town would be lucky to have Preacher Dan. I think uh, <laughs> they're preachers. He's a very moral man. Very right. uh, and he was trying to live by it too. Um, he said, "Well, you can't." If you hire this guy to go kill Buffer, even though Buffer is wrong and has done wrong, then uh, you are the right. one that killed him, and you are right. no better than him. Uh, so she, he works out a deal where Buffer will leave yeah. her alone, will leave her land alone, and uh, she, so she won't have to hire him. Well, he comes back, so she fires mm -hmm. the vampire. Drake Roby, he comes back and begs for another job because he wants. He, well, he tells her this. He wants to get out of the uh, gun slinging business, right. and he's going to die. And his eyes are bad. He can't see in the daylight very well, so he'll yeah. ride around at night. I, I like that. I I, I, I thought the, those aspects of it really uh, made it a little bit more interesting than your average uh, vampire affair, uh, especially since you know. He's a vampire in a western in the first yeah. place, um, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed yeah. all the mythology they put into it. I enjoyed the fact that he, I think that he came back because he felt like that was his land. Yeah, it, it seems that way because he was like, mm -hmm. "Well, here's my land. I, I want it back." Yeah, um, and Why not? I want this girl. Because right, he was going to turn he her was into his to, uh, Preacher Dan. And uh, Preacher Dan was having Preacher none Dan. of it. I, I will yeah. say this for Preacher Dan. Preacher Dan, Dan is the most aggressive with his Christianity. <laughs> uh, like the thing where he makes the deal with Buford. He uh, Buford says, I'll give you my word. He goes, well, that doesn't mean anything to me because yeah. I know who you are. It's like, comment down, Preacher Dan. Yeah, he was... He was, uh, yeah, they were, yeah. uh, they were not having Preacher Dan was super, super aggressive <laughs> with it. And, uh, um, yeah, he was. And the other thing too was, uh, he's, he's trying to convince her that, uh, mm -hmm. Roby is so bad that he's a vampire and that Roby is actually sleeping. He's such a horrible, evil vampire that he is actually sleeping in her right. father's coffin and or her brother's coffin. So, but she is so pissed off about it. And yeah, I think he bit by this her point she twice. was bitten, right? Yeah, so she's so angry at Preacher Dan for this. He wants to open their coffins to see if Roby is in there. Yeah. And she gets so mad. You get a court order. Well, they're in the Wild West. Uh, did, did that work back then? In the wild? Well, I'm not sure uh, the year of the movie. I think the movie takes place in the 1900s. Um, because they do give one date. I think so. You think it's in the early 1900s? I think so. Because the one date we we see that I recall is uh, the date of the death of right. uh, the vampire. Which I would think that's, that's why the picture was so important that he wanted to show to her. Because it shows that he's still the same age. Yes. Oh, that's right. So yeah. I'm thinking it's, it's like 1901, 1902, picture, something yes. like that. They never tell you. Uh, but that's not important. Because uh, you get the ideal. It's like, okay, I get the ideal. Yeah. 
Yeah. I just thought it was funny. He's like, you yeah, get a court order. <laughs> I will get a court order. He's they, like, oh, you watch everybody says court that. Order. Even Buford was like, now, this is legal. Yeah, uh, this is all yeah, legal. I, I went to the courts myself. I got this all legalized. Like, okay, all right. That's that's super. Everything's legal. Cool, guys. Uh, I'm just not used to Westerns uh, saying uh, you need a court well, yeah, order. That, I'm used to was, just do Again, uh, the sheriff of this town, he ain't a bad sheriff. <laughs> No, he's not a bad sheriff. He doesn't want to do anything unless he has proof and evidence. So, right. I mean, you can't really be mad and at him for... All he's doing is he talks to the people. He's like, you stuff. know, you can't do this. I just want you all to calm down. I want this, this to settle down before it gets too goes too far. And that's what we're approaching. It's too far. Uh, but yes. even he doesn't trust Roby. And uh, yep. he tells tries to tell on Roby to uh, Miss Carter, too. And uh, so the vampire has to kill him. And the vampire does take him off, and that's when Preacher Dan's yeah. like, well, this has gone too far. I got to do something. He doesn't know what he's going to do. Uh, even when Roby comes and attacks him, almost kills him by strangling him. Uh, yeah, that yeah, was a cool I will say scene. This. They were, that was uh, a cool Robie, fight there. He was a super heterosexual uh, vampire. He didn't want, he only killed one dude. Uh, no, two dudes with vampire bites, but he was biting chicks left and right. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, but he he uh, um, preacher Dan uh, is wearing this button throughout the uh, movie, which is just a cross. And it's a cross, oh, that's right? What's on that? Made, they, he says that, and I think he says this. He doesn't really believe it himself. That it's made from the wood of the cross that Jesus hang on, hung on. Well, he says that it was. He was told right. that it was made from a thorn that was found at the site of the crucifixion. So, which, which, uh, that could mean, and he doesn't say this, but we're supposed to assume that it was made right. from the crown of thorns. Well, he, that that he, 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 he almost makes it sound <laughs> like he goes, I don't believe, you know, I don't, I didn't, I don't believe it, but it's nice. It's a nice call. Yeah, it's a nice yeah. little thing to think to to think, but yeah, yeah it's but um, that's a little far fetched. So uh, at the end of the movie, uh, Roby challenges him to a uh, a gunfight, and Preacher Dan gets the first shot off because that's how Roby rolls. He lets you have the first shot, and it hits Roby and it kills Roby. Yep. Yeah. And uh, what Preacher Dan had done is he had taken his <laughs> that wood from his yeah. bed and he put it on a bullet, which I thought was pretty cool. He shot uh, shot the vampire. Well, you know, he staked the vampire and with wood from the Holy Land. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, there's a really cool. And that was cool because he actually pulled the bullet back out of Broby's dust, and you can see what what he had done. Yeah, and I thought that was a pretty cool reveal. It's, it's just a really yeah. cool movie. I really enjoyed the hell out of it. I thought the cinematography was good. I thought, yeah, it's it's got a nice look to it. The lighting is good. The black and white is really nice. Um, the costumes are really good. There, a lot of it is what you'd expect from a western costuming. I didn't think any of the 
like we were talking about before, I think the balance was right between mm -hmm. the horror elements and the Western elements. I think a lot of people who are wanting to make a, a, a lot of, you make a crossover movie like this, go watch this movie and yeah. see it's, what it's they excellent. did with the balance. Uh, Edward Dane and his wife, wife uh, Lillian, is it Lillian Dane? Mildred Dane. Uh, uh, Mildred. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> see where you got Lily. Uh, but this was the last movie she wrote <laughs> with her husband. So uh, she went off with, on, yeah. on a bang. That was a great movie. Yeah, it's funny too because uh, just looking here at some of the stuff about it, this was written as a yeah. lark. It was a joke. They didn't but, think anything of it. But uh, the the producer liked it and. He, he wasn't I, wrong. I really want to make that. Yeah, they did a good job. Now, was this a uh, failure? I believe the it was a failure. To do okay. Uh, from what I've read, it did not make uh, much money. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a B movie. It was made as a B movie. Now, sometimes these yeah. B movies are better than A movies. And that's the truth. And this is one of the B movies. I think it's a, it, yes. it was a movie in my in my uh, estimation. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I agree. With it that. didn't make a lot. You know, it's one of those movies Fantastic. that they uh, double featured up with a a lister. You know what I mean? Yeah, which was uh, yeah pretty common back in those days. Uh. Um, all right. So any, uh, I think uh, I got all my points out. Uh, like I said, this is uh, not available streaming. Uh, it's available only on disc. Uh, Kino Lorber. Uh, yeah, go figure. <laughs> I got it for five bucks during their March Madness, uh, which ends, I think, on the 13th of April. So if you listen to hear this before April 13th, you jump on it. I, I, I got to tell you, I think you'll, you'll be doing yourself a uh, favor uh, by grabbing this movie up. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so uh, there you have it there. Curse the Undead. Go check it on out.